This is Cinema Roundtable. My name is Stefan Decker, and I'm here with my usuals, Bo. Hello. And Haley. Hi. And today our special guest is Aaron Cather, uh, formerly of Late Night Final. And uh, what's what's the new show called? It's called Organized Sound. And it's it changed, obviously, because you're not yep. at night anymore. <laughs> yep, that's the main reason. <laughs> and uh, he's more organized. Same show, though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> organized Sound, Wednesdays from 1 to 3. Yep. Uh, Aaron puts on a great show. Or at least he did at 2 a.m. You know, <laughs> I, I haven't it's heard Organized so Sound quite yet. No, but. So yeah, be sure to check that out. Um, but today we're here to talk about movies, uh, and and I know that Aaron Cather uh, watches some some movies at least because there was a show the the very first time like I noticed your Facebook page you were talking about um, music from the movies directed by the guy that did Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah, you were talking. You were playing like music from Edgar Wright films, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I've been looking forward to having you on for a long time now. Thank you. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> that you're here. Happy to be here. Um, so as always here on Cinema Roundtable, we're going to talk about some of the movies we've been watching lately, and then it will all culminate in the uh, featured film of this episode, which is Black Panther. And uh, we will talk about that at the end of the program. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about some of the other stuff we've watched recently. I'm going to start, and I'm just going to trash this movie. Go ahead. <laughs> and uh, real quick, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up the visual attached to it um, <laughs> because that is the only reason I even watched it in the first place, and has almost nothing to do with the rest of the movie. So the movie's called Alien Domicile. And so I had this this image to work with, um, this one here. Ooh, okay, so we're looking at uh, creepy, ghoulish, ghosty eyes, and uh, but, uh, that looks like aliens, aliens font. Yeah. looking at each other's. <laughs> yes. It looks Is, like alien font. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> the font from the alien. Um, and it's got an audience score of 0% oh, on Rotten no. I don't know if that's just because they Is don't have possible? enough data or... No, that's just me. I'm the only one that's watching <laughs> So this looks like a movie that, that's maybe supposed to trick you into thinking it's yeah. part of the Alien franchise. And it, it worked because <laughs> it has an alien on the cover that does not even appear in the movie. Like this alien what? right here on the right mm-hmm. uh, looks a little bit more like a xenomorph, mm-hmm. does not appear in the film anywhere. So what do the aliens look like? Not even sure that they're aliens. That one oh. at the top. Is yeah, that I'm not like, necessarily or? sure that that's an alien. Okay. Um, okay. It it's it's sort of more like a zombie movie than an alien movie because the the survivors, I don't know, the people <laughs> turn into these things once they're uh... bit or something. Hmm. Um, Never heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, Highly, I highly, if you like horrible movies, I highly recommend that you rent it. It is in Redbox. It is in Redbox right now. I bet Lucas would watch this. Uh, he he might. Um, <laughs> now, it's part of this uh, indie film, like like a do-it-yourself indie film company kind of a thing. Oh. Okay. Um, so I'm like, I'm watching this and there's, you know, all the common tropes. There's the bad acting, the, you know, shot for shot. I can kind of like figure out 
how the effects are done pretty easily and could recreate the film to a certain degree mm. uh, just with my skill level, which is not a lot. You know, I'm just a broadcasting guy, not a film <laughs> student. Um, it's, uh, yeah, not great. If 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 I am like a, a film professor, I'm impressed. Um, but if I'm spending $2 to rent a movie from Redbox, I'm upset. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. So this is one of the movies that I imagine you would see like closer to the bottom of the list that they have at Redbox. You know how like at the top yeah. they have all the AAA titles that you've heard of, like the big summer blockbusters. Yeah. Then you scroll down, you get some of like the more indie titles, maybe some of the ones you've heard of, some new ones that look interesting. And then closer to the bottom you have just like it's the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I mean it's you it's, know, is it I didn't I didn't even get to the bottom. I usually only hit over about three times, and then I'm like, well, I guess I'm not watching anything if I don't find anything. <laughs> uh, but I saw this, and I was like, that, there's another Alien movie? And I'm I'm surprised that they're not, just for the cover, only the cover, I'm surprised they're not being you know, sued for copyright mm -hmm. infringement. I, I think their problem is nobody's watching it. Yeah, maybe if it was more popular and they were making more than the three dollars you spent on it <laughs> maybe there'd movie. be an issue <laughs> you're welcome alien domicile people uh yeah if you like really bad movies you can watch it um otherwise you're on it's it's a student film do okay. they have a domicile was there like a an alien home that they all it I, you know, <laughs> whose home is it? I don't even know. They they were in a uh, some sort of abandoned factory Ooh. or something. You know, there's just pipes going everywhere and just <laughs> generic looking machines and power sources. Mm. It's so who's to say who actually lives there? I don't. But okay. So that's Alien Domicile. Cool. Uh, caught it in the red. Nice. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's um, what you're talking about. Yeah. I heard you on another show, and I was like, in the red, I, red box, <laughs> got you. Yep. <laughs> it's catching on. I'm trying. We're, we're having two, we're, two we're of people it. are using gonna it. It's going to be trending we're, on Twitter. We're really forcing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bo, uh, let's hear one of, one of your films. Uh, recently, I watched, um, so I went to the Ross this last weekend, and I saw this movie uh, called A Fantastic Woman, which if you watch the Oscars, um, you'll know that oh. it won Best Foreign Language Film at the Oscars. And uh, it is a fantastic movie. It is really good. Um, it's a drama about a trans woman who is dating an older man. She is younger and he's older. And he, after a, a passionate night of making love, he has an aneurysm and dies. Oh! But before um, taking him to the hospital, uh, as she's taking him down the stairs, he he falls down the stairs, takes a tumble, bangs his head up a, a bit, bangs up his ribs. So he's got some bruises, some cuts, and he goes to the hospital. He dies, and his family shows up, and his family doesn't really know a whole lot about her, and they um, they're not the most accepting people, and they're so filled with grief that they sort of take all of their grief out on her. And uh, they see that his body is all banged up, so they start to wonder, is she, was she like physically abusing him? They're just putting all this blame on her. And um, she really did love this older man. 
And uh, all she's trying to do is sort of go on this journey of grief, and this family unfortunately won't let her. So it's about sort of trying to um, win over this family and stay in their good graces, but also deal with the grief of losing her older boyfriend and also trying to work two jobs and um, uh, just just trying to fight for the basic human right of grief. And uh, it's a great, effective drama. There's some great music in it. Um, she is a waitress by day and a singer at a club by night. And so we kind of get a view into both of those worlds. Um, as the movie goes along, it sort of it delves into these um, sort of fantastic, some like normal things will be happening and then some like fantastic sort of otherworldly things will happen on screen. And those aren't actually happening in reality, but they're supposed to sort of show the journey that she's going through. Um, it is from, is a film from uh, Chile, I think is, is the uh, country it originates from. Um, and I think it's uh, Oscar win was well-deserved. I didn't see all of the other nominees, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's called A Fantastic Woman. And it's playing now, I think, for a couple more days. By the time this episode comes out, it won't be at the Ross anymore. But uh, check it out when it is available to rent digitally or in the red. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm... You mentioned music, and I forgot to—I forgot to mention something about Alien Domicile. Not to like, <laughs> not to steal the thunder back. Okay, okay. We're all gonna run it tonight. But so. the score—the score, the score yeah. was actually was good. Really? For yeah. A, okay. Yeah. I um, wouldn't have expected the that. One redeeming quality. I'll give it that. It was—it was a decent score, for, except for like maybe one or two parts. The scoring was pretty good. Okay. Maybe I can find it on Spotify, <laughs> so I don't have to watch the movie. I'll just listen to the and score. And you'll be the first person to hear it. There you go. <laughs> Steven's the first person to watch. You're the first person to hear. Exactly. Uh, all right, Haley. Let's uh, let's talk about um, one of the movies that you saw. So I saw a bunch of movies since the last time we talked, but one of my favorite ones was called Your Name, and it's a Japanese anime, which I've been watching a lot of anime recently. Yeah, you saw The Boy and the Beast. I saw The Boy and the Beast. I saw Your Name. I watched... Akira, if you've mm -hmm. ever seen that, which is also amazing. And I saw um, Wolf Children, <laughs> which is also a great movie. Interesting. But um, your name was, it came out two years ago, so in 2016 in Japan, and it was like hugely popular, like one of the highest grossing films of that year. So it came to America last year, but I just saw it recently. And it's directed by... Makoto Shinkai, I think is how you say the name. And apparently he wrote the novel and the screenplay adaption. So that's pretty cool. But um, basically it's about these two students. One is a boy living in Japan, or not in Japan, in Tokyo, which isn't Japan. <laughs> but yeah, he lives in Tokyo. He's like a city boy. And then there's a girl who lives in like a rural town. And... um. In the beginning, you don't really know how they're connected. You're just kind of seeing their lives, and you're kind of realizing something's kind of off. And um, you realize, like, oh, they're switching. These two characters are switching bodies, like, randomly for just a day. And so since they, they've never met each other, like, they don't know each other at all, they're, like, waking up in someone's body, and they kind of have to go through the day, like, no, no acting like they know what's happening. And so um, it's basically about them and them trying to figure out 
like why they're connected and why this is happening, how it's happening. And um, it, it's a really cute movie. Um, it's also just very, I mean, obviously the animation's amazing because I feel like most animes, that's kind of what they're known for visually, but um, it's very poetic. And the ending, I really wasn't expecting the ending because there's like kind of this extra twist that doesn't really like click for you until like the very end. And you're like, oh, snap, I get it now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 1010 would recommend. I think um, it's my favorite movie that I've seen in a while. So Awesome. So when you watched it, did you watch it with subtitles or is there an English dub? I do not watch English dubs. I avoid them if I can. Okay. So I did... Japanese with the English subtitles. Do you know if the English dub exists? I'm sure it does because... <laughs> Are you an anti-subtitlist? Um, no, not at all. Oh. <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually I don't have time to read my movies, but oh. I'm not anti. Sometimes gotcha. they're very good actors that they get for the English yeah, versions too. Yeah, for, um, like for like Studio Ghibli. Ghibli? How do you actually say I've that? I've heard it both ways. Yeah, okay. I, think, I, say, I think it's Ghibli okay. officially. I say Ghibli. So with those movies, since they're like hugely popular, like the dubbing for that is usually mm -hmm. super great. But I watched <laughs> Akira, which was from like the 80s, I think. Okay. And um, the dubbing on that, and I had to watch the dub because it was for a class and it was the only version they made available to us. And it was so bad. <laughs> like it was so distracting. And I was just watching it and I was like, well, like, can I get through this movie? But once you get past the awfulness of it. <laughs> you were like, okay, it's fine. I'll watch the Japanese version eventually. Can I have a moment of vulnerability? I have never seen a Ghibli movie other than Spirited Away. You know, yeah. I mean, that's probably one of the best ones to see, yeah. if that's the but only one you've it's seen. It's also been a long time. If, if I'm that. honest, I have only seen two of them and I mean, my wife and I are planning on collecting them. Just yeah, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> but I have still only seen the two of them. Now, do I want to see all of them? Absolutely. I want to see. I've heard great things, and they have like the Studio Ghibli Fest every year. Yeah, where they just show films? it. Is that yeah. Basically yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, and he retired. He didn't pass away. He, he retired. fake retired. He fake retired. He's like, <laughs> I'm retiring two years later. I have he's, a new featured film. He's calling it Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so now there are a bunch of the animators and creators from that studio made a new studio and they released mm -hmm. Mary and the Witch's Flower earlier I saw this the trailer year. for that, yeah. And I forget the name of that studio, but um, so basically the spirit of that studio lives mm -hmm. on, but without him. So I don't know if, if they'll continue to sort of have that trend of awesome movies. We'll see. I I'm I want to see that movie, but watching the trailer right away, you can tell it's all like they're picking parts from all the movies they've done with Miyazaki and are trying to make it a new thing, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure it's going to work cuz literally you're like, "Oh, that's from Kiki's Delivery Service. That's from Spirited Away." I haven't heard the best things about Mary and the Witch's Flower. Yeah. Uh, I've I've watched a couple reviews on YouTube and um a lot of and usually they're by people who have been following that older studio for a long time mm -hmm. and so they're huge Miyazaki fans and a lot of them don't have good things to say or just kind of lukewarm things. Yeah. Uh on the subject of anime and and I want to move on to you Aaron but uh <laughs> this one's related. I watched 
the Full Metal Alchemist movie on Netflix. Oh, I actually haven't seen that. It's, I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> Is it a I Netflix original? That. Yeah. Okay. That, that was a television show, right? Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Uh, the first version of the animated series came out in 2003. And then there was a second one that I guess is closer to the manga that came out in 2012 or 13 called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Most people prefer Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I do not. I prefer the 2003 version. Uh, and this movie takes aspects of both, combines them into an hour and a half movie. Okay. Uh, so like half of both series is cut out and abridged. Um, yeah, it's it's not great. And then there's a lot of like acting choices that don't translate to live action actors. Mm. Like they try to imitate, you know, uh, the visual representation of anime conversation. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. But it, it just, <laughs> it doesn't work yeah. with live actors. And so like the character of Winry comes off as, Super annoying because yeah. she's trying to imitate an anime character that you, you just can't do it. So, uh, I don't I don't recommend it. You don't need to watch I'll, it. Just I'll skip that. Just watch the series again. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> okay, sorry for that segue. We weren't planning on talking <laughs> about that one. Um, <laughs> we should just have our own anime show. Segue too. My um, uh, brother-in-law and his wife named their first child Winry. And I don't know anything about <laughs> Is that why they named yes. her Winry? Okay. <laughs> is that good? Or... I Winry's Winry on the show is cool. Okay. Yeah. She's awesome. She's a she's a good girl, so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just uh just not as a live action movie character. Sure. Um all right, Aaron, you told me that you watched um, Suburbicon. Yeah, I did. Let's mm -hmm. talk about Suburbicon. Sure. It's a George Clooney directed movie. Um, and it was a script originally by the Coen brothers and then uh, George Clooney and his writing partner slash whatever he is, Grant Hesloff. He also has a writing credit too. I don't know if you guys know who Grant Hesloff is, but he was an actor first. He was in a bunch of 90 movies. It's an allegorical statement about race and the 50s and I didn't really enjoy it. I it seemed more about the statement rather than it being about characters. Like they're just caricatures of ideas rather than being people. That's what I thought about the most. Is it like not subtle at all either? No, it's not. Yeah. It's very over the, over the top as far as that, like um, Julianne Moore's in it and she plays two different characters, sisters, and one of them dies, but you're not really sure. And then she starts looking like the other sister. So it's very much hmm. over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh it's it looks like nobody really much cared for the movie. <laughs> uh we're looking at uh the tomato meter of 29% oh. and an audience score of 24. I think if the Cone brothers did it would have been better. I think it just has too much of a especially the ending it's just sort of blah like mm -hmm. this is what this was all about the whole time but it's not even really that interesting oh god or I you could see it in so many different ways i didn't know it was supposed to be like an allegorical type of film yeah. like watching the trailer i was like oh yeah like it's a drama or something yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know. yeah 
I'll, I'll probably skip it then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> George Clooney hasn't directed a lot of movies. But As, it seems yeah, like, that's what I was just looking up. It seems like he's kind of hit or miss with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Very true. This yeah. one, maybe not the best of his filmography, but um, he directed... Uh, mm-hmm. One of the ones I've seen is Good Night and Good Luck, which I know was mm-hmm. uh, uh, nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I've seen The Ides of March. Uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, my favorite of his. Okay, I haven't seen that, that was his one. first movie. I don't think okay. I've seen any of his movies, actually. And that's a Charlie Kaufman script for Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I think that's part of why it's so good, too. Okay. All right, that makes sense. All righty. Um, let's go back to... You know, I'm going to take it again. Um <laughs> So there's this uh, article that's been making the rounds on social media about the movie Veronica, uh, which is a horror film, uh, supposedly based on true events. I mean, I don't. I, I guess it's based on true events, technically. <laughs> I don't. I don't know Can how you to say that about the Conjuring too. And oh yeah. Like yeah, those yeah those people that's based on. <laughs> there's like there's like a little preface at the end that says you know scientists still can't explain what happened in this event and it's just like okay if you say so (laughs) uh i of course am a skeptic that doesn't believe in anything um (laughs) but this this whole uh this movie has has said on facebook to be too scary to finish for most people like most people turn it off halfway through because they can't they can't finish it because of gore no it's not i mean it's not particularly gory there is some gore but it's just disturbing. Yeah, or... I guess there's some disturbing imagery. Is it like exorcism status? Like she does things with a crucifix status, <laughs> or like no. just like that's not weird. not quite there. Okay, because um... that me- that messed me up. <laughs> that movie, I can't do it. Like... There, there are there is some disturbing imagery, but I. Is it religious in tone? A lot of it, like yes. Okay. So the the movie starts. Uh, these three girls during a solar eclipse hmm. sneak away to use a, a Ouija board to contact someone from the dead. Yeah. Every time, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> but I guess you know that is real, and you know <laughs> shit happens, and and one of them gets possessed. Um, and, uh, because why look at an amazing phenomenon in the sky that for most people only happens <laughs> once in a lifetime when you can go play on a Ouija board? Right? You no know? kidding. Yeah. Did anybody you see know. Gerald's game? I saw Gerald's uh, game. Yeah. Remember right. during that awful scene of the uh, eclipse? Yeah. There are some bad things that can happen yeah. during the <laughs> uh, Let's just leave it at that. Stay home. <laughs> Don't sit on anybody's lap. Don't play Ouija. Oh, That's no. all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh. All right. That's all I'm gonna say. Now I'm like, should I see that movie? Like it's, I'm confused. It's pretty. It's pretty good, but it yeah. is harrowing. Yeah. It, uh, the end is absolutely crazy. But anyway, continue. Yes. Um. Anyways, the the movie is scary, and there's a lot of a lot of good production elements. Like the part that I think scares people didn't freak me out at all, um, because I don't believe in ghosts either. But there, there's a part at the end where they use a lot of um, sound effects, and there's some really good sound production going on, mm. and and interesting um, camera work happening, and it really like kind of freaks me out because mm. they Which use like yeah. yeah they use like different sounds they use panning and they both in sound and in in visual panning, um, and it effectively uh, creeped me out a little, but. Mm. Uh, 
still I'm a asshole that doesn't believe in <laughs> any supernatural elements. Would you so. recommend it because of that though? I mean, or um, are you not, not? Well, I mean, if you're a horror movie fan, um, and you like, you're not. Well, I don't mean like slasher movies, like you know, creepy right. horror movie. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, but if you're like more of the slasher film, to don't bother. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. it, it won't. I won't. I, so it's like, uh, but it's not like a paranormal, like where it's part documentary. It's all drama. I assume, right? Right. Yeah. You, you don't. It's. It looks cinematic. Mm. Like it doesn't oh, look okay. like a documentary. Mm. But that's refreshing because most like <laughs> paranormal movies. Yeah. Ever yeah. since Paranormal Activity, they're like, ooh, like right. shaky camera stuff, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. found footage stuff. Yeah. yeah. That that doesn't happen. It is as far as like actual content. It. I would say it's a little bit close to. It's it's pretty close to The Exorcist, I would say. Okay. As far as like mm. the kind of movie you're gonna watch, I like want to watch it, but I also get terrified <laughs> over the stupidest things. I watched a trailer for a horror movie recently, and I got scared. <laughs> like I couldn't sleep. So. Do you guys ever turn off movies when you start, or are any of you like, no, not, I'll never turn off a movie? Not for that. Okay. Okay. Not, but for other reasons. Just out of boredom, or. Well, if if I'm bored, or if I'm just like. I already know the ending and this mm. acting yeah. is sure. terrible and I hate this uh, shit. I'm sure. wasting my time. Yeah. I'll turn it off for that. I'm oh. usually a completionist. Yeah. I I feel bad if I turn off a movie. <laughs> I don't know why. Um I used to have an easier time turning off a movie, but I, I feel like there's value in even if it's a bad film, like knowing that I watched it so that, hey, maybe I'll be able to talk about it with someone mm-hmm. someday. Yeah. I Usually I, that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, but. I tend to stick it out just because I want to be proved wrong. Like, I want to be surprised. Yeah. Sure. Right. I'm usually not. I've so. seen so many movies where the first 75% are bad, and then the last 25%, you know, something yeah. redeeming happens. It makes, it makes sense in some aspect because of the end. I, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Uh, Bo, let's talk about another one of yours. Um, I just want to, I guess... I, I, I've seen a lot of movies the last couple months. I kind of want to just wrap up all of the documentaries that were nominated for Best Documentary Feature into one ball. Do it. Just kind of roll it down the aisle and yeah. knock down some pins if I can. Not, not that each documentary isn't worthy, of course, of I, extended conversation. They are, of course. I just think it was um, a strong category this year, and I was, for the first time, able to watch all of them before watching the Oscars. Um, so I'll just kind of go rapid fire through before them. You, before you do that, yeah. Which one did you expect to win? Which one did I expect to win? Um, I expected Last Men in Aleppo to win. Okay. Um, but it did not. Okay. Um, Icarus won. Okay. But I see why Icarus won. I should have known that um, ahead of time. But okay. so three of them you can actually watch on Netflix today if you want to. Uh, Strong Island, which is um, uh, about, uh, oh gosh, it's been a while since I've watched this. I I'm st- I started to roll down the ball down the aisle too soon. <laughs> um, it's about a uh, black man who was uh, killed at a auto body uh, shop, and um, the killer was never truly brought to justice. And it's sort of um, the filmmaker um, is a family member, is a sibling of this man, and years later is now making this documentary. Interviews a lot of the family family members, a lot of the friends who were there that night. And um, it is a little too long, I, in my opinion, but really um, submerses you in the story and um, really surrounds you with all these um, 
people who are part of this man's life. It is, it's sad. It's, it's, it's a downer. So it, I mean, if you're going to watch it, you know, be prepared to stay inside for the rest of the night. Cause it's just, <laughs> it's sad. Um, another one I enjoyed, uh, quite a bit was, um, faces places, which is, um, the only foreign language. Well, no, that's not true. One of the two foreign language documentaries, uh, in the group for the category this year. Uh, it's about um, two creatives going on an adventure, um, discovering people's lives in the French countryside and taking large format pictures of them and posting them in the environments they live. Um, loved this movie. It, uh, if I had to make like a top 10 list of my 2017 films that I watched, it would be in the top 10. Uh, I loved it. I, I wanted to see that one real bad. It's great. When you can watch it, it's it just makes you actually if you watch strong island watch faces places to cheer you up because that'd be <laughs> a great way to do it um then there's abacus small enough to jail you can watch this on amazon prime right now i'm sorry what was that called abacus uh small enough to jail okay that's what i thought you said and uh this is about a small bank that was uh, that got in trouble during the 2008 mortgage crisis um it is on amazon prime so you can watch it today um, it, it, effective storytelling again. I mean, all these are strong movies, um, but I, I enjoyed this one quite, quite a bit. It's a shorter watch. It's like 90 minutes. Um, so if you are in a documentary mood, knock it out. I'd say it's worth it. Um, Icarus is also on Netflix right now. It won for best documentary feature and uh, sort of exposes the the doping the large widespread uh doping in russian athletics and starts almost kind of like if you ever saw supersize me did anybody see mm -hmm. supersize yeah. me mm -hmm. it, it kind of starts with like a supersize me experiment where this uh athlete who is the maker of this movie he tries um he dopes up before a big race he's a um he's a cyclist mm -hmm. and uh the guy sort of coaching him actually it turns out was the leader of this doping program that the russians used in for like olympics and sports for all these years and and so it sort of becomes more about that guy over the course of the documentary mm -hmm. um and i i think it's uh the reason it won or i think the fact that it won is well earned um, and then what am I missing? Last Men in Aleppo, also streamable on Netflix right now. Um, it's about the Syrian crisis. Um, if you saw The White Helmets, which is a short documentary from last year, which won Best Short Documentary Subject, it's basically a, a feature-length documentary about The White Helmets. Very sad. I'd actually say it's about as sad, if not sadder, than Strong Island. So it is a, it is a mix of interesting sad and fun and happy <laughs> it, was a, it was a crazy diverse category this year but i guess that's uh the beauty of documentaries is they can show us lots of different subjects mm -hmm. all righty so uh uh icarus well earned you think yeah i think so all righty mm -hmm. um Haley, do you have another one you want to talk about yeah, I saw another foreign film because I, I guess I've been watching a lot of foreign films recently called Ridicule, which is a French film and it's older and it's from 1996. But watching it, I didn't realize it was that old. So I feel like it's a bit timeless, but that's also because it's set in Versailles, like during Marie Antoinette's mm. era. So, you know, 
it doesn't really need to. It, it doesn't matter when it was yeah, made. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter when it was made. Um, but yeah, it's a French movie. It's about um, this man who is technically noble, um, but he lives like in the country and um, he doesn't have a whole lot of money, but he, he basically runs this like really small village in the countryside and all of his people are dying because um, it's summer and the mosquitoes are like spreading disease and he needs to, um, he's like an engineer and he needs to like fix their irrigation system basically. So he has to travel to Versailles and basically try to convince the people there to fund his project. And he's allowed to go to Versailles because he's te- technically noble. Because um, obviously if you aren't, like, you can't, you can't go. But um, this movie's so good because it really shows, like, the reality that, like, what it was like back then. Because... Um, a movie I've seen that I enjoyed was Marie Antoinette by Sofia Coppola, mm-hmm. which visually is a really good representation of that time, but it doesn't quite get into like the social niceties that you have to get into during that time. Like, um, you have to spend, you're required to spend like so much money in a day. Like, <laughs> if you're going to stay there, like on outfits and makeup mm-hmm. and wigs and food. And then there's like this huge gambling culture they're all a part of. And it's basically um, he has to they have this huge thing about wit. And if you're not witty, you're kind of excommunicated or like mm-hmm. no one will pay attention to you. So it's kind of like this big like bitch contest <laughs> like between these like grown people um, and they rich do like bitches, yeah. yeah like literally <laughs> rich bitches. And so at first it's kind of funny cuz you're like seeing like wow they like go through a lot to try to make themselves seem like witty and there's one part where this guy like is cheating and they find out it's like this huge deal that they find out he's cheating for this wit game but yeah basically it's him having to kind of change himself um in order to save his people and just um um how if someone is ridiculed um it can like literally kill people and that basically like is the downfall of versailles eventually so <laughs> wow. but yeah it's a really good movie it's a pretty yeah. timeless movie so it is in french uh, but anti-bullying kind of is that kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the an anti-bullying with dire consequences <laughs> awesome uh all right aaron you mentioned that you had seen mother recently we talked yeah. about mother on the program once oh, really? but uh let's let's hear what have you guys seen it I, I, saw I it. still okay. have not seen yes. it. Yes. I think that's uh, a, very similar to the other movie. It's very allegorical. It's, mm-hmm. it, may, it may as well have been a play. It was in the same location, had a small limited amount of actors. It was about, obviously, about the writer trying to talk about his um, uh, artistic process, I think. Well, and, right. and he also felt a lot about himself, too. I, that's what I thought, at least. I thought it was very over-the-top and... I don't know if I liked it or not, but yeah. also I think that's part of it too. I think it's meant it's, you know, supposed to be uncomfortable and mm-hmm. 
ridiculous in some sense. Yeah, it's a very artistic movie, and um, I, I watched it with a buddy, and we came away kind of talking about different things about the movie. Mm -hmm, so he mm -hmm. kind of took away a lot of the um, biblical references mm -hmm. in the movie. Um, I took away a lot of the artistic stuff, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people took away like um, a lot of the allegorical ties to what it means to be a mother, of sure. course. And there's just um, you know, you or can an ask... artist or a father. Or... Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the, it's. An interest. I think it's a more inter, It's more interesting experience to talk about the movie sure. than it is to watch the movie for me. I think so too. No, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's a very it's it's a very mixed reception. Yeah. Like even even in the audience, you have like a very fifty fifty kind mm -hmm. of like a they liked it or they didn't like it. I yeah. remember really liking it at first. But then, like every time I had the chance to watch it again, I was like, I don't really want to. Yeah, I think, <laughs> like yeah. I didn't want to put like no. it. Literally took energy out of my body to watch there it. There are so. some movies where you just know you never have to see them yeah. again because you know the feeling that it gives you. Mm -hmm. and... Because when you first see it, I was like, I don't, what is this? Like, right. I don't understand. And then once you, like, realize all the bits and pieces of it, you're like, well, the mystery's gone. Right. <laughs> so I'm yeah. good. It's <laughs> like life. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a movie I don't think I ever want to see again either. But, <laughs> but at the same time, it was getting, like, so it was nominated for at least three Razzies. Yeah, for like, and she it, won Best Act or Worst Actress or whatever. Did is, she? Did she? Is yeah, that, yeah, she did. I which remember which I was really surprised about. about. And then, like, I don't see what was wrong with her. Right, and Aronofsky was like nominated for Worst Director, and which Javier Bardem. Too, yeah. And and we're out. talking like Transformers: The Last Night was in multiple categories <laughs> and uh, didn't yeah. get a single Razzie. <laughs> and this is this is in a ceremony that awarded the Emoji Movie with Worst yeah. Movie of the Year, and Fifty Shades Darker was in that mix too, yeah. and The Mummy was in that mix yes. as well in those discussions so it's like i don't think it's it's on that level i think it's just a really oh. divisive movie yeah. you look at the emoji movie that's just a universally panned movie mm -hmm. I, I i just don't think it deserved yeah that. i think this is more personal than it is just a studio you know like because a lot of those other ones are just studio movies where they just throw things at the wall and just hope that they're successful mm -hmm. whereas mm -hmm. this is exactly. very much about somebody making something on their own oh i know it is a, it's a highly original movie like yeah things like the mummy and the emo emoji movie those are just like formula movies those mm -hmm. are like you put a couple words in a machine and it spits out a movie i mean that's <laughs> or emojis you put a couple <laughs> yeah. by the way exactly. the emoji movie is on netflix I've and i have that, this yeah. weird temptation to watch it i'm gonna do it at some point i'm i'm moving right? pretty soon so i'm just gonna have shit on in the background yeah. that's gonna oh, be one of them smart. i feel like um the other uh ba boss baby too boss i feel baby. like yeah i kind of want to just we, put that on too we talked about it uh we were we were talking about how it's got like really good marketing but we don't want to see it at Polar all. Polar Bear yeah. was kind of praising it he, on our yeah. last show. He, he thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> on, yeah. we're, on our episode where we talked about the post, he, he was... Yeah. I think he said surreal was yeah. the word he used a couple times. It's a very yeah. surreal. Sure. Because I think the baby's like married. No. I, I read somewhere. That, <laughs> like, Spoiler. You, you have to like... <laughs> Except that they that the baby has a wife like that's oh no cool. I mean <laughs> what I you know they had those discussion boards when you were young I got married on the internet a few times it's not a big deal <laughs> wedding ring emoji exactly <laughs> full circle <laughs> uh, so I I saw this and it was just a headline but I guess um, they haven't had movie theaters in 
I want to say the UAE for a long time, like they've been banned or something, but they just reopened them, and the first movie they showed was the Emoji movie. <laughs> oh, no. They fucked up. <laughs> and they were just, they just put on Netflix. What's the first thing yeah, that exactly. pops up? Right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's true, and I don't even remember if it was the UAE, but it was just, it was like, the Emoji movie? Really? Well, it was between that and Alien Domicile, so I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I don't think that one's even on Netflix. That's a good score, though, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. Um. So a lot of mine are 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 horror-ish movies. I watched the other. I watched the Cloverfield movies. Um. Mm, yeah. Uh. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Woo! I know that you've seen that mm-hmm. one, Bo. Woo! I've, I've seen movie. that one. I, I have too. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. I yeah. I didn't mind it. Um. I didn't like the, the ending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ending is divisive. Um. It seems unnecessary though. Too, but I think that's. I don't even understand. I that's the only Cloverfield I've seen though. So I don't know if okay. are they like related to each other or... It's hard to say. They're related mostly in name. Uh, so you'll see uh, you'll see some of like the same sci-fi elements show up, but really if you watched these movies like in a row mm-hmm. and no one told you they were part of the same series, you'd just be like, "Oh, those are like similar in nature, I guess, mm-hmm. but I don't get the sense that uh, they're part of the same series. They don't have the same characters appearing in right. all of them. They don't necessarily take place at the same times. Or alien or whatever. Yeah. Right. So I, I want to know if they're in the same universe, and if someone told me either way, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I, I, they have to be, right? I mean, if they don't have to be. Well, you'd assume, like though. even even True, with the yeah, yeah. the the new Cloverfield one, Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. Nothing has to be in the same universe. That's true. I, it's, Is that what it's about? Different universes. Yes, so it's not a spoiler because it's the whole point of the movie. They are in this, they're trying to find an alternative like fuel source um, because there's an energy crisis. And so they send this uh, basically uh, collider into space with a crew of scientists to try and successfully create a renewable energy resource. Um, create, okay. Yeah, just using, high, you know, collision of particle collision gotcha um but the safest place to do that is away from the planet uh and there was this like scientist that had this theory that you would rip the fabric of space well they do that that happens (laughs) and so (laughs) they they go to an alternate universe and Mm. and they have to try to find their way back and like weird shit happens Mm. but so it's it's hard to say and then in the Mm. the very same way that 10 cloverfield ends on a very unexpected and strange note. Cloverfield Paradox ends on a very similar unexpected note. And uh, it involves some of the same elements. And so I wonder if they're in the same universe. Mm -hmm. But if someone told me they weren't, I wouldn't be surprised either. It's almost like if Black Mirror, if there was a season of Black Mirror where instead of each episode being different, they Mm -hmm. were all about the same thing, but from different perspectives in different well, that, places. You know, did you see I, the last episode of the most recent well, season? Well, that that kind of that's tied true. In. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I thought of when I watched yeah. Cloverfield Paradox. Okay. Yeah, was but that specific episode. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you can make an argument either way. And yeah, I forgot about Black Museum. Um, but you know, if you take like the first season or this third season, mm-hmm. you know, it's like instead of all these being separate stories before we know about Black Museum, if they were all about, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, Mm -hmm. but, Mm -hmm. you know, this person's, you know, this family is experiencing artificial intelligence, then this company is 
experiencing sure. artificial intelligence, and then these people stranded on an island are experiencing artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. Or a hundred so, years later, this is happening to these people that are yeah 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 yeah. So that's that's where I stand with Cloverfield. I. I'm, I'm not really looking forward to the future of oh. the franchise. <laughs> I just, not... Did you see it, the most recent one? I've seen all of them now. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say, I know that you hated, I think you hated Cloverfield Paradox. Like I, I did. I, <laughs> I did. It didn't I, seem maybe apparent it was, when you were talking about it. <laughs> maybe when I was, maybe I had low expectations, but I just I just had fun. Well, that's that's good. Some fun things do happen, and uh, there are some enjoyable characters. Uh, there, it's actually you know, there's more humor in it than I expected, mm-hmm. and uh, that's something that I, the first Cloverfield, I don't remember there being any humor. Hardly so, at all. You know, no. it's making some strides there. Hardly yeah. Alone, yeah. Uh, but I just didn't really appreciate the fact that the script used this alternate dimension or uh, parallel dimension, whatever it is. To just basically invent whatever, just it do wants. whatever they want, and once they dis- once they find that they're in this other dimension, anything can happen, sure. and so there are no boundaries, there are no rules. So it it really just kind of made me lose lose interest when yeah. I realized, oh, anything can happen, and there's no reason for anything like happening, and so anything. yeah, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Is this real? Mm. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I hate that too. Me I hate too. It when that happens. Um, another franchise that's uh, overplayed at this point is Jeeper, Jeepers Creepers. I saw <laughs> Jeepers Creepers three <laughs> last night. Wow. That was uh, it. Was not a good movie. How many? There <laughs> must be many years between. Yeah, yeah maybe they maybe they tried to do the same thing with it, where they waited no. the actual twenty three years to. <laughs> I don't think that's right because the last one had Justin Long in it, and he's like yeah. not that much older than me. But um, I've only seen the first Jeepers Creepers. I don't think I've, seen, I think any I've of them. seen all of them because I remember when I was like nine or ten, I just went on this like horror binge, mm-hmm. like terrible <laughs> horror. So like Jeepers wow. Creepers and Saw movies and like. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like yeah. I just like knocked sure. them all out. Wow, which is do. great that's to watch as a child. Yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> grew up, grew up watching horror movies. Yeah, all left and right. Now we're scared of them. Yeah, and now <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's really messed up. Maybe I shouldn't like fill my brain with that. <laughs> but I mean. Maybe it was because I was like 14 the last time I saw Jeepers Creepers and Jeepers Creepers 2. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed them then. I don't know if I would now, but I didn't like Jeepers Creepers 3. It seems like some of the rules that they had for whatever the hell the thing is, thing is yeah. they like don't really apply anymore. He's like, <laughs> or the creeper. Yes. <laughs> Jeeper is more human than he is monster now. Like, he's not mm. scary anymore. Oh. He's, he's more He's funny. like this weird like bat thing. Yeah. You're like why do you exist yeah. still? <laughs> and like the you know they pointed to like you know some of the characters figured out his origin and they were like hey we know your origin now you bastard we know how to kill you or something. <laughs> I, d- I don't get what the point of revealing that to us was but we still don't know the origin like the audience doesn't know. Yeah. So it's Just like the great thanks. Okay. It's, you wasted my time. <laughs> It's not super long though, so it's if you've seen the first two, watch it, but you don't need to. <laughs> you'll live. Yeah, you'll live. <laughs> It'll be okay. Um All right. 
What else we got? Any any anything else anyone else wants to cover? We should talk about annihilation. Let's hear it. I wanna I wanna see this movie bad. I haven't seen it. Have you right. seen it yet? No, I haven't. All right, you two take it away. Yeah, and I sure I can you start. start. <laughs> annihilation is real good. This is Alex. <laughs> the end. <Taylor? laughs> it's super good. <laughs> Uh, so this is directed by Alex Garland. This is the guy who did uh, Ex Machina the other year, which mm. is one of my favorite science fiction movies in of late. And I haven't seen that movie. It is. So it's pretty good. I need to see it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty good. It's not, I mean, it's not <laughs> my favorite. It's no Cloverfield no. Paradox. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I think it's really good. I actually prefer it to Annihilation, personally. Oh. Um, but Annihilation is still very good. This is uh, a movie that is actually coming to Netflix mm. soon after mm -hmm. its theatrical run. Netflix, oh, no joke? Netflix yeah, got, I see it. Yeah, Netflix got the like exclusive uh, streaming rights awesome. for post-theatrical run. Did you hear about the um, they didn't release it in theaters in other countries? I did Only not in the that. U.S. it was released in theaters, and I it was just released to, to Netflix immediately. Oh, but some people were upset because they wanted the whole ex theater experience. Well, I think if you can see it in the theater, you should. Yeah, uh, this is um, a movie that is also kind of like Mother, is um, allegorical in nature and um, is kind of confusing. And you can draw a lot of ties to many things. And I think there are arguments for uh, what this movie means to different people. Mm. Um, but basically, what happens is. There is this um, phenomenon that happens on Earth. There's this shimmer that shows up um, in, where is it at? Is it it's, in Florida? Um, it's on the coast somewhere. It's on the coast somewhere. It's near the coast. And, uh, and you mean shimmer, I'm sorry. It's, a, it's, it's like this. <laughs> it looks, have you ever blown a bubble? Sure. It looks like it a looks bubble. It looks like a okay. giant like a bubble. bubble force yes. field that you can walk through, but maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know what's inside. Okay. It's this crazy, maybe avoid it. this crazy <laughs> phenomenon of science, and everybody's like, what is that thing? And people go in to study it. They fly drones in to study it. Okay. Nothing comes back. Oh, and okay. so um, uh, this stars Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Lee's in this. Jennifer Jason Lee is sort of in charge of of studying this with a team of scientists and she has a base set up near the edge of the shimmer and she decides to lead this team in um oscar isaac is in this movie playing natalie portman's husband mm -hmm. and he is uh he has just returned from the shimmer he shows up and uh, a lot of dangerous weird uh stuff goes on yeah the the movie was way more like horror than I thought it was going to be mm -hmm. because I, I've never seen any of Alex Garland's work. I haven't seen, um, oh, what's that movie? 28 uh, Days Later? 20, yeah, I've never seen 28 Days oh, Later. I didn't know that was I've never seen Ex Machina. Machina. So I didn't really know what to expect. I was just like, oh, cool. It's like a team of all like badass women scientists. Like I'm going to go see this. They're all women? Yeah, okay. so that's one thing that I thought was super cool was the whole team that goes in are women. And there's this one line where Natalie Portman's talking to them because she kind of just decides to go with them. She wasn't planning to at first. And she was like, oh, so you're all women. And they're like, we're all scientists. Hmm. Like they've, because they, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Bam. <laughs> tell what? them. Because the, the thing was before they were just sending in military people, but they hmm. weren't sending in people 
who actually knew like how to study what's right. actually or going what they were on. Looking for, or, yeah. So they're like, yeah, we're all scientists. We're going and whatever. And I was like, this is so cool <laughs> watching it. But um, I assume they don't all make it out alive. Well, <laughs> I yeah. assume they don't all make it out alive. Uh, yeah, you might be right. You're probably right. Um, one of the actresses, though, that I didn't even know was in this movie until I saw it is Gina Rodriguez. Yes. And she, she's from Jane the Virgin, which is one of my favorite shows. Okay. So in that, sh- and she's the main character in that show. So in that show, she's very like goody two shoes, like very like sweet and funny. And in this Not movie, she here, yeah. plays someone completely different. She plays like this lesbian paramedic who's also like a drug addict and she's like going in there because she's like yeah i got nothing to lose like who cares and like (laughs) half her head is shaved and i was like girl what like i've never seen you like this but she was great in that movie also in the movie is uh tessa thompson who we talked a lot about during our thor ragnarok review i don't know if our discussions on her made it into the podcast but well actually we didn't even recognize her we didn't get to her until like the end and so like yeah, we definitely underplayed her just in general in the conversation. Right. <laughs> she's, she's just been showing up everywhere. She was in Selma, uh, mm-hmm. Creed, um, uh, Dear White People, which is now, which was the a show. movie, which was, was a movie, and now I don't know if it's the same cast, but I think it's now a, a Netflix. I've show. seen the Netflix show. Okay. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, so she's just been showing up everywhere, and uh, she is great in this movie too. It's a great cast, and I was. Uh, enthralled it it really absorbs you in the movie is really great about being subtle for a mm-hmm. lot of the runtime but then there are times where they kind of spoon feed spoon feed you information where it just doesn't seem necessary and i thought those parts kind of felt out of place yeah mm-hmm. now, it, it like seems like it treats its audience like they're so smart at times and then other times they just kind of hold their hands, so mm-hmm. um, it's kind of of a mixed bag, storytelling wise. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Without spoiling the ending, what did you think of the ending? <laughs> uh, I I was my my butt was clenched. <laughs> I I was like wide eyed, yeah, like just kind of sitting back in my chair, like gripping my the arms of my chair. Uh, now, if you're talking about the very, very end, the very last shot, yeah. I was like, eh, I didn't need <laughs> that. Okay. I didn't need that. It mm-hmm. kind of, I, we can't talk about it without spoiling it. Yeah. So that's all I can say, so really. So you just need to see it. I think it is really worth seeing. I'm excited that it's coming to Netflix so that more people can see it because it's, I don't think it's making a lot of money at the box office, but mm-hmm. man, if you can go see it at the movie theater, I, go see it. A lot of people have been telling me they're annoyed with their advertising because they're all over like Instagram and Snapchat apparently. So all all the millennials are like, oh my God, Annihilation's <laughs> messing with my Snapchat flow. <laughs> and I'm just like, just go see it. It's fine. Like, I don't, don't have either it. of those apps. I know. I don't <laughs> use Snapchat, so I'm fine. But the, the ending for me was like so hypnotizing. It, like I yeah, felt like word. I was probably on drugs like, like I've never you don't seen need to that. be on drugs i've never see. seen that in a movie I've yeah never i was seen just that. like what I was like, Whoa. is happening yeah it's but crazy. we can't tell you more than that uh I, I a lot of its themes revolve around um self-destruction mm-hmm. and how you'll tear yourself down 
it's a lot of it is about um, relationships and being married. There's a lot to unpack also, about the movie. Also, I think like the fear of change we have in general. It's true. There's like this one line where they're like observing like plant life or something and they're like, oh, it's destroying this. And she's like, no, not destroying, just changing it. And yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's like uh, environmentalism yeah. in here. There's global warming and how we treat the environment in here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's full of ideas. Okay. Sounds good. But not too much. No, I, I wouldn't no. say so. Okay. All right, Aaron, do you have anything else? No. no. All right. So uh, we're going to uh, move on next into our feature film, which is Marvel's Black Panther. Uh, this stars, um, let me pull it up here. I know his name, Chadwick Boseman, uh, as the Black Panther, uh, Prince T'Challa. Um, (laughs) T'Challa. Good one. It also stars, uh, Michael B. Jordan, um, as Eric Killmonger. And we've got a lot of people that I'm less familiar with. Uh, Did in he general, changed his name to Killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that your real last name? <laughs> his real name is Eric Stevens. That's his real name. Uh, oh. It actually is. Yeah. Oh, good. Good that's, work. His, that's his character's real Just making shit up for a second. Investigative journalism. Sorry, I, <laughs> I had the tab open and I quickly switched over to it. Uh, Martin Freeman's in it too. Yep, Martin it's Freeman. Pina Daniel. Nyong'o. Yeah, Daniel mm-hmm. Kaluya. Uh, who whom was in uh, Get, Get Out? Out. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. I didn't even for some reason I didn't even recognize him at first, and then my boyfriend was like, "Hey, he's from Get Out," and I was like, "Oh snap!" Like I, <laughs> I loved the cast in this movie. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Like I was. I was oh, Angela Bassett too. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Forrest Whitaker yeah. appeared in there. <laughs> I guess. Um, he made an appearance. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't need that, but. Anyways, so uh, <laughs> let's unpack it. So this, this, uh, the Black Panther is part of the Avengers universe mm-hmm. or whatever. He first appears in Captain America: Civil War. Um, oh, the character did. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. Yes. Uh, so he appears when, and I'm I'm gonna spoil Civil War because he just shows up. I mean, yeah. During a fight. Yeah. 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 And uh, like what? Oh well, you do it, see his father. And and there's a reason for him to be there. He's trying to. So the whole point of Captain America: Civil War is that they're trying to basically create a registry for oh, people mm-hmm. with superpowers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his father is the king of Wakanda, mm-hmm. the fictional African country. And uh, they're at a UN summit trying to get these, mm. uh, this registry put into action, and uh, a bomb goes off and kills oh. King. Which, would hap- which was a flashback in the right. I didn't realize yes. that. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that was in Civil War. Gotcha. Um, and and that's when T'Challa becomes. You know, he he's passed down the throne. He's already the Black Panther right. at this point, but right. uh, the throne is then passed down to him once his father dies. And he's trying to hunt down um, Bucky Barnes, who is the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how he finds his way into the Civil War. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, he is on the side that kills Bucky Barnes. That's all he cares about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one thing I thought was interesting was that it's it's a superhero that's passed down to other people. So mm-hmm. like his father was mm-hmm. the Black Panther before that. Yeah. At what point, though, are you no longer the king and Black Panther? That's what confused me. 
Yeah, I can, wonder if that even can is, it uh... be passed down to someone who's not the king? Well, he was he was though because he was the Black Panther while his dad was still the king. Oh, you're right. Because his dad was so old. I mean, obviously he wasn't the Black Panther at that point. Did right. he have those <clears throat> powers though before his dad died, or was he just like he you doesn't know... have powers? He just just, just like drinks that like stuff. strength or yeah, yeah agility. Yeah. Or like whatever. he has. Didn't... Well, I don't know. I mean, he's hopping around and yeah. getting thrown, but. Because I guess when I saw the movie, I just thought, because the way they make it seem is you go through like this whole ceremony, you kind of earn the right yeah. to get that. So I yeah, didn't know yeah. he had it before. That, true. Yeah. Yeah. Because so they did say when um at one point they did say that these are only for yeah the king or yeah the mm-hmm. future kings. Right. I, they're all part of the onboarding process. There, yeah. you, you orientation. Yes, <laughs> you, you do the fight. You become king, and you become Black Panther all at once. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, but the first fight in this film, when he fights against Mbaku, is that his name? I think um, so. When he fights Mbaku uh, for the throne, they strip the powers away from him. That's true. So, like, he's fighting for the throne at this point to become king. That's true. But he does already have the Black Panther powers. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good point. So, that's a good point. Maybe Black Panther isn't necessarily mutually exclusive to the king. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, interesting. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I, yeah, I just wondered when that happened exactly. Because or... right. he was very established at the beginning of the movie. He was already the Black Panther. Exactly. He was already flying through the air, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing his thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I also found that it was interesting that you can just strip those powers away. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah. let's uh, unequip your your power here <laughs> so that we prowess. can have it be a level playing field. And uh, I was not expecting that. Um, mm-hmm. But it, uh, that's what's cool about the Marvel Universe is all these people get powers from different places. Mm-hmm. And this is a power that comes from eating a thing and it's been around for many, many years, uh, countless generations. And it's like got this whole history to it uh, surrounding these five African tribes who um, who were originally fighting over the vibranium uh, that, that brought all this technology. So mm-hmm. it's just an interesting lore. That's right. Um, speaking of lore, like, how did you guys feel about the whole like premise of the movie overall? Uh, I, so I had a tough time getting into the movie, uh, for the first about hour or so. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I like, I'm sure a lot of people was kind of thrown off by the flashback stuff. And I had a tough time figuring out how Killmonger was going to be involved in everything. I knew about Killmonger from all the commercials and stuff. So I was curious and, Killmonger has a scene where he steals the thing from the museum. The with, thing, yeah. yeah. The vibranium. And uh, <laughs> then he kind of disappears for almost an hour, and then he shows back up. And when he starts making his way into um, Wakanda, that's when I, it sort of started to click into place. And then I realized, oh, okay, this is sort of about, uh, you know, his argument for bringing all this to the rest of the world. And he actually has this really strong argument for what he's doing. And I think that's why a lot of people are identifying with uh, the Eric Killmonger mm-hmm. character, because he actually stands for something that that you can make an argument for. Mm-hmm. And um, so I found that really interesting. It just took a while to get there for me. 
And I think that's part, maybe that's part of why this movie is the strongest one since um, Civil War, uh, because Civil War was the highest grossing film of that year that it mm-hmm. came out. Um, and I think it's because you you can empathize with both sides. Like, mm-hmm. no one's completely right, no one's completely wrong. Everyone has a good point. Yeah. The only thing you can you can really judge on is like the actions that they take to mm-hmm. get to that point. And that's and that's where I think Eric Killmonger is correctly the villain because, you know, he uses death and, and terrorism to, to get to that point. But his his overall purpose, like his goal, is mostly noble. Yeah. Like he wants to share the wealth in a way. So if, if you know, he is a lot of people have sort of likened these characters. And I don't think this is a very accurate statement, but a lot of these, a lot of people have likened like T'Challa to uh, Martin Luther King. And a lot of people have likened Killmonger to Malcolm X, where, you know, one one guy is a little bit more (laughs) Mm -hmm. diplomatic and, um, you know, stands by, by tradition, but is also very passionate. And then another guy is, is, uh, you know, a little bit more violent in what he does. Not a completely accurate (laughs) parallel, I realize, but um, uh, I overall really liked the movie. Um, The premise sort of involves all these generations of people heavily dependent on what what T'Challa's father has done um, without spoiling too much and um, how Killmonger is is involved in the whole plot too. Well, mm. I think how you guys were talking, it's not so much bad and good. It's just mm-hmm. these people, that all of them are interconnected. Like all these tribes know each other so well and they actually believed that they were separate tribes. You know, I actually, there was so, it has so much conviction and... Um, yeah, where I don't think you really get that with superhero movies generally. It's like, mm-hmm. these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. Here's their scene, here's their scene. Right. These are all kind of more intermixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if we still want to talk about premise, but just um, on on just talking about like the celebration of culture in this movie is mm-hmm. unprecedented for Absolutely. Marvel movies. It oh, is... Yeah. Uh, it is such a tribute to um, to African cultures, um, the soundtrack, the costume design, yeah. the casting is all so diverse and fresh and really is just a lot of new things for the Marvel Universe. So mm-hmm. I really applaud the movie for and this. This was the first Marvel movie that has um, a soundtrack with like custom made like pop songs mm-hmm. just for mm-hmm. the movie which I thought was interesting. So they have like a score and everything, but they have like actual right. like <laughs> songs made for this movie. I thought that was really cool. And like, I'm not typically a fan of that genre. Like I'm really picky about my music, but mm-hmm. that, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I liked the music in yeah. the movie too. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, who who is it that curated the soundtrack? Kendrick Lamar. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so. was so impressed. The, the soundtrack, the music was one of my favorite parts. Like I oh, thought yeah. it went so well together. Oh it, yeah, hyped it me up. Worked very well with <laughs> yeah. the movie. Um, yeah, and just really impressive visuals. I like. Uh, there's a lot of purple used in this movie, oh. which mm-hmm. is so cool. I loved the the visuals of some of the ritualistic things in this oh, movie. Oh yeah. yeah, that's what my wife really liked about it. She she yeah. loved like the the ritualistic scenes of all of it, and she thought that was just so cool. It's so imaginative. I like to look back at the end of the year on like what not 
necessarily what were the movies that stood out to me, but w- what movie moments stood out to me. And this movie has one of those moments when he is able to go. I don't. Is this a spoiler? Talking about this part. I, what are you talking about? Well, <laughs> the, the the ritual part when when he becomes king. And he talks to his father oh, in the afterlife. Oh, oh. No, because it, it's not the it, afterlife. No. It, it happens it is pretty kinda, early in I mean, the movie. It's like it and then it happens moment. again. Yeah, that's where all the <laughs> Panthers are. Sure. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it is. That's when, when, he, when he goes to the land of the Panthers, it's just so visually, visually stunning and imaginative. Mm-hmm. It did remind me of the Lanking a lot, though. Yeah, <laughs> right. right? I lighting. was like, when that happened, that's where I was. I was like, well, okay. I, yeah, I didn't actually think about that, but yeah, I see. Oh, well, I, well, I see why you drew those parallels. <laughs> I really like what they kind of have to say about the community aspect, mm-hmm. like because a huge difference between a lot of African cultures versus American culture is that Americans were very individualistic no, and very much, you know, I'm special and different, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then with a lot of, um, <laughs> not, not You're to like overgeneralize. You all suck. Yeah, <laughs> not to overgeneralize African communities, but um, usually it's it's more like you do what you can for the group. Like it's very family yeah. oriented and you see that throughout this whole movie that they don't, no one is making like selfish decisions mm-hmm. really. Like it's all for community the based, yeah. better betterment. That's not <laughs> a word of their, of their people. And so I thought that was something they got across really well. Mm-hmm. In I this think movie. that's the way that black Panther is too. Um, mm-hmm. As a superhero, it's very different from, he feels like he has a responsibility. He has a home that he is still in existence that he cares about. He cares about those people. Um, he also has to make tough decisions too, which you don't see a lot. <clears throat> like you have to actually have to weigh decisions, which mm-hmm. isn't very common. Additionally, there's there's that sense of um, of of tradition too that a lot mm-hmm. of other superheroes yeah. don't necessarily yeah. have because they're the first of their respective kinds. There's true. no other Hulk. There's no other Iron Man. They're the first person to be in that role. That's true. That's true. Yeah. The Black mm-hmm. Panther has to respect years of tradition and and mm-hmm. and respect Training. yeah <clears throat> and respect everything that came before him as well yeah. um mm-hmm. and so that's something unique to him as uh, that is pretty cool and i i like to see that yeah well, i agree yeah <laughs> all right yeah, cool. is there anything else anyone wants to talk about before we move into spoilers <laughs> um why, one of my favorite lines in the movie is, is his father saying that he has a good heart and it's difficult to be a king when you have a good heart which I think mm-hmm. it was what a lot of this movie is about. Well, it's difficult to be a superhero if you have a good heart, too. Because mm-hmm. yeah. the thing about, like, Batman, he's basically a vigilante. I mean, he doesn't care about anybody but himself and the mm-hmm. overall greater good, but it's easier to be like that, you know? It's mm-hmm. not, there's nothing to care about. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> true. Yeah, there's a lot on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we will move on into spoilers. Bo, do you want to do you wanna do the thing? I'll add an effect again if you want. Uh, no. Oh yeah, because oh, you yeah, made you that did the thing, thing yes. which is super great. So we'll we'll just do the spoilers right after you say. <laughs> yeah, check out the spoiler bumper, guys. Could it really be that simple? The secret lies with Charlotte. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Aren't you asking us to accept a pretty incredible coincidence? I'm just saying a coincidence is possible. And I say it's not possible. Where are those keys, Rose? 
You know I can't give you the keys, right, babe? Silent breathe is people! The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. And like that, he's gone. All right. It happened. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that great? <laughs> we, for for cool us, we haven't it. heard it yet. <laughs> the magic of editing. Yay. Uh, so welcome back. We're going to talk about spoilers. Um, Eric Killmonger is Black Panther's cousin. Uh, yes. Yeah. That Okay. That was the part that I'm like, I want to talk about this, but I can't. <laughs> Especially when you brought up the thing with his father, because mm-hmm. a theme I've been noticing with more Marvel movies, and we saw this in Thor Ragnarok, too, is the whole like sins of our fathers type of deal mm-hmm. and how it always catches up with you. Mm-hmm in the end and guardians too yeah and just (laughs) and just like realizing that your parents are human beings who can make really terrible mistakes sometimes and i thought that was huge in this movie yeah what okay so his (laughs) (laughs) so he essentially kills his brother Mm -hmm. because he's defending force whitaker (laughs) <laughs> we're we're, ta- yeah, yeah, we're talking T'chaka. about T'chaka. T'chaka. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. T'Challa's father as yes. Killmonger's a young boy playing just, outside on the exactly. playground and I was curious why they showed that boy on the basketball right. court sure. yeah, yeah looking up at the building yeah and then he leaves how I mean doesn't everybody immediately think why didn't you take him with you yeah right like how can you not think that I I think I will like I understood I, you can, Big, but also like he's gonna come upstairs to see his dad like, dead. Like, <laughs> right? I was like, <sighs> I think. Mm. So okay, if you take him with you, you have to explain that uh, T'Chaka's brother is dead. Like you have to explain that. True. And, and there's and that an, I killed him. Yeah. yeah. There's that element of <clears throat> do I tell the truth? If you leave him there, T'Chaka's brother, whose name I don't remember, and I'm sorry about that, but. Um, if you just leave him there Zuri? and Zuri, yeah, if you just leave him and Zuri there, the the problem is just well, Zuri never got back to us. No, Zuri's Forrest Whitaker's character. I'm talking about oh, uh, <laughs> the guy who died. Yes, uh, in Jobu. In Jobu. Okay, so yes, uh, if you just leave in Jobu and Eric in America, you know, and Jobu's just lost to the world and never came back exactly. to Wakanda. He needs to maintain that lie that yeah. Njobu disappeared. And by stripping Eric out of that situation, it totally kills that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be my argument for it if I were to try to counter. And I think that that is what the official plot synopsis says on Wikipedia because I'm looking at it and you just like said it word for word. Oh, <laughs> I'm not reading it. I promise. No, I, no. I, I'm just saying you know it that well that uh, it is I just, the same. I just know how to lie if I need to go off the grid. That's all. <laughs> that's right. You've been in this situation before. Yes. You think that's my real name. <laughs> um, I, I had a tough time at first sort of accepting the fact that... Um, uh, T'Challa could go through this really difficult ritual, the the battle with what's his face, defeating Mbaku? him, Mbaku, Mbaku. Uh, defeating this formidable foe, uh, becoming the king, you know, uh, uh, 
being the heir to the throne. And then Killmonger shows up and he's like, hey, can I, is it too late for auditions? Can I? Yeah. And he's just he's like, oh, okay, I guess I, I'll take off my crown and I'll come down and strip my powers away. Okay. I'll do but the fact when you consider that he is arguably an heir to the throne too, I mean, being the cousin, yeah. it's, I just, at I, first I had a tough time kind of accepting that they I, would I think that he's happen. certainly regretful for what his father did. I think that's a big part of sure. it too, that he feels that he didn't get his fair play mm-hmm. sure. in Wakanda. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it also shows the downfall of tradition sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like if you're so keen on mm-hmm. keeping sure. it, it's like, when are you like, pause? <laughs> I don't know if we should do this, guys. And like some of them are like that. Like They're the like, this is college. ridiculous. <laughs> like we're not doing this. And he's like, oh, we have to. And then it yeah. you know, turns into that whole, you know, the rest of the movie. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, we didn't always let someone come along and try to... Audition and okay, everybody get, get back on the cliff face. Everybody, it's not over. Sorry, hope you didn't put away your little robes. And stuff. Yeah. Gotta do the dance again. Gotta do the dance. I know. Rocks? That's what I wanted. The first I time I saw that, I'm like, what the? F- how did they get I, up there? Honestly, I didn't think that looked good at all. I thought that the yeah, visual effects yeah. in that scene looked like. Shit. Yeah. During yeah. the fight know, like scenes. A, yeah. yeah. Like, like the just Star the Wars cliff movies. side part of it. Yeah. 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 I was watching those people and they just kind of looked like, they almost looked like like copy and paste kind of, versions yeah. of each other just mm-hmm. over it, and over. And, it, you know, know, it's something that we've done at the university. You just like <laughs> fucking tear a deck <laughs> yeah. with the green like, screen. This is a green screen scene, yeah, I guess. It's, but it's cool that they used, I, did they use real water? I have no they, idea. They had to. It I mean, like it's cool. I think I've seen some like behind the scenes footage of like this huge like blue room, blue screen room, and then they've got like this pool of water, which is kind of cool. Mm. But, yeah. Um, what other spoilers are can we talk about? There's there's what happens the... to Claw, uh, Killmonger killing Claw and bringing him to Wakanda. Oh, oh yeah. What, what did you think about? The whole storyline with um, Claw bringing, oh. was it the vibranium to um, the CIA agent, CIA agent Everett Ross? Mm-hmm. What did you think about all that whole storyline before we really got into the meat of Killmonger? Uh, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a really unique way to introduce Everett Ross into the whole fray of things, as well as really play up Claw and then just like, fucking just mm-hmm. knock him out like he's nothing like yeah. he was just yeah gone like one here one minute he's there one minute he's gone and they it was sort of unceremonial and i kind of really liked that mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that was like the big point because he's like y'all have been trying to kill this guy forever <laughs> and i just did it in like 2.0 seconds so <laughs> so um, I know that Claw was in Age of Ultron. Yes. And I know mm-hmm. Age of Ultron is one of your favorites. Age of Ultron is Seven. still my my favorite Marvel. Were you hoping to see more of Claw, or did you saw the right amount of him in this movie? Nope, I okay. thought they handled it just right. Okay, cool. In fact, if I would have seen just a little bit less of him, that would have been fine, too. Yeah, I actually did not really care for his character. Yeah. I, I just wanted to get into the Killmonger mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Um, but I kind of liked that the character that I wanted to see more of was the one who <laughs> killed him. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have the whole casino thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It wasn't. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was I like agree. a set piece. Yeah. It was a set piece. Yeah. And it seems like um, kind Remind of. Remind me a, of, a, of Casino Royale. Casino Royale, <laughs> Bond movie. Yeah. It was very Bond movie. 
Um, in fact, I would say that, so I, one thing that I didn't like about, um, what was it? The last Jedi was that they just like went to mm. all these different locations yeah. really fast. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the same thing here, especially with that casino scene. Cause same you're casino. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden you're in Korea. Like you didn't, you didn't need to go to Korea to go to an underground casino. You could have, it could have been somewhere closer. Right. But <laughs> doesn't make sense, guys. You're wasting fuel. Right. It just, it, it jumped around from location to location when it didn't need to. Mm-hmm. It's, Use that ship. Right. It's, it's fine if it's, that's how underground casinos really work. I don't fucking know. But um, yeah, I guess that didn't need to be there. And and that's what I mean. Like they they yeah. did a lot of building with with Claw's character, and and I could have handled a, just a little bit less. It, it felt like a little much. I did not see any trailers. I didn't know anything about Killmonger before seeing the movie, so I didn't know who the bad guy was. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I really enjoyed that aspect that I thought it was Andy Serkis the whole time, and then suddenly oh yeah, cool wasn't yeah nice. I I I did also like that they took away like some of that humanization you expected with Killmonger because he had the girlfriend that was on the same yeah. team in the beginning yeah. and that he just didn't care that she died. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot. I feel like... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm wondering if he actually didn't care that she died or if he was kind of like, well, I'm we're, we have a greater cause we're doing, so yeah. I need to like, let well, go Well, I think it's tunnel vision. I think. It's probably both. Like yeah. One is a result of the other. Because there was that instance, and then there was the other instance with um, my laptop died, so I can't look up their names, but the warrior woman who's like, she's like the main defender of T'Challa. Oh. And then, um, she plays Michonne in with The one that oh, got Akoya. her... Um... Akoya, and how she's in love with... Oh, she has a relationship uh-huh. with that other... Like king of one of the other Wakabi. Yes. Yes. And is there's that Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. 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 And Wakabi. there's that moment yeah. where they're you know opposing each other and they're doing that big fight scene and yeah. she tells him like I will kill you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like what you're doing is it, wrong. It's interesting how when you when you think about the lore that they sort of set up um, that that eventually created Wakanda you have all these these five warring tribes and the the pieces align in such a way that that sort of is recreated at the end I wasn't expecting that mm-hmm. so um, we actually had kind of a Thor Ragnarok situation where yeah. there's like the like the larger battle and then the smaller battle going on too I really like too that um, it was it, it didn't leave there either like a, a, so much of it was about trying to stop the um, vibranium from What's it called? Vibranium. Vibranium, Vibranium from leaving uh, Wakanda. Yes. Which was it was just better than like they're already at another planet and then they're already destroying things and people have to go save them. You know, yes. I just like how it's all centralized. I mean, yeah, and it sort of echoes why the tribes were warring mm-hmm. at their inception. Too. Oh yeah, you for know? sure. I mean, that's the reason why they were warring in the first place. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you have like the interesting, you know, contrast where the one tribe that decided to break away in the original like mm-hmm. peace agreement mm-hmm. is the one that's coming to the rescue. Right. Yeah. Well, and they don't, it seems like they only care about just being themselves too. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the end, uh, I thought Killmonger is, was an excellent villain because he sort of influences T'Challa's outlook on the world mm-hmm. and like, yeah, uh, Wakanda's role in the world. Like, should we, pretend to be a third world country so that no one bothers us or should we mm-hmm. reach out and he ends up 
they end up building that outreach center, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. What did you think of that move and the tie-in with the the uh, building that started the movie off? Well, it seems poetic to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked it. I Because going back to the thing about how community is so important and how... Mm-hmm. Um, Killmonger comes along and he's like, like, yeah, you serve your people here, but what about all your other people across the world who are seriously suffering? Like, what are you going to do? And so it's kind of like that moment where he's like, am I going to be like a Switzerland right now and not really get involved and keep my resources just for us? Or, you know, is it time to bring others into this and to actually help like, our fellow people like around the world type of thing. So I thought it was a cool like first step on Wakanda's side. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna Mm -hmm. try this out. Without being like this huge step. Yeah. 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 Because because it's a complex thing because on one hand you're like, well, how can we effectively, you know, share our resources without losing all of them, Mm -hmm. all of it at the same time or being taken over? Yeah. So I thought it was I, I liked it. I liked that they went back to the original place where all, all the shit started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were like, we're going to try to like redeem this terrible mistake, basically. Yeah. And almost in Killmonger's honor. And yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was cool, which makes him like, he's the quote unquote villain. But like when he died, I was sad. I was like, yeah. I didn't yeah. want him to die, but I knew it was going to happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, it was to the point where you couldn't, Air quotes redeem. Him. Yeah. Like, well, he, he died with honor. That's what yeah. Wanted, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and like the spirit of what he wanted, maybe not in the manner in which he wanted mm-hmm. it to happen, did live on. And that's what T'Challa was able to take from him. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think he only wanted it that certain way because he was angry at the world and at, you know, how things turned out for mm-hmm. him. Like resentful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of resentment. Yeah. All right. What else? I think I think this Wakanda outreach sets up for a lot of cool stuff in the future. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that a real thing they're gonna make? Because uh, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I wonder. Do you think it'll appear as soon as the next Avengers movie? I do. Yeah, yeah I absolutely do. And cool. and there's a lot of people uh, on. As far as like my Twitter goes, there are a lot of people that want to see uh, Shuri, who is T'Challa's sister, yes. hang out with I, Peter mm-hmm. Parker. Oh, that would be so cool. You know what else she was in? Did you? She's from that Black Museum Yeah, episode. she was in the yeah. Black Museum episode. Yeah, she's the main girl. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. I knew I, I recognized her. I was trying her. to recognize the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya was famously in the second episode of Black Mirror too. See, now that, I didn't really, I hadn't oh, yeah, seen duh. him in anything else oh, yeah. before that. 15 million Shoot. merits. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I saw that Black Mirror episode too, before yeah. I saw yeah. anything else that he yeah. was in. Um, yeah. I Great loved, cast. Yeah, yeah. I loved the female casting in this movie. Yeah. Definitely. Because yeah. I was like, I know her from this show. I know her from this show. Oh, my <laughs> God. I was freaking out. It was like a who's who in like current popular TV shows mm-hmm. and movies. Well, and Man, they struck out. That's just the case with Marvel anymore anyways. Yeah. I mean, right. we managed to find a way to get uh, Rachel McAdams in the Marvel Universe. So yeah. it's like, before you know it, everybody, <laughs> everybody's going to be in it. Everyone's so. hopping everyone, on that boat. Everyone who isn't shows up in DC. Sorry about it. All right. Any other points that anyone wants to make? Um, 
I don't really know actually. It's the highest grossing movie this year so far. I, it is. For a reason. I found it interesting. It was it was the, the highest grossing yeah. movie, but I also read a lot of like reviews and people who were like um underwhelmed by it at the same time. I like there are people who natural. are like, stop freaking out. It's yeah. not that great. And then there are other people who yeah. are like, what are you talking about? It's amazing. And I so will there's s- kind of this divide going on. I will say I was pretty underwhelmed by the the final fight scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um nothing mm-hmm. we haven't seen before. Right. And yeah. then yeah. the the like the ace in the hole was a Deus Ex, you know, machina sort of element where it's just like Oh, we'll introduce this like magnet effects vibranium thing in the movie early on, Sonic, whatever. Sure. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. it's like, oh, they just happen to be down there. So it's right. Yeah. I yeah. The the biggest problems I had with the movie overall were like the first hour when I wasn't sure where the story was going and it was just kind of putting all the pieces on the board before it started, you know, playing with them. And then um, the visual effects were kind of hit or miss. And then the action, just a lot of the same kind of action beats that we've seen in other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, nothing other than the like original chase scene, just pretty much at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know, crazy adventurous yeah. as far as action goes. I feel like it's going to get harder and harder for Marvel. That's, because well, yeah, you can only do so much. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> so what's next? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. I, overall, if I had to rank Marvel movies, this would probably be in my top 10, like for me. The okay. fact that there are over 10. <laughs> from, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> like, I cannot deal with this. Yeah. That's a valid point. <laughs> Well, we're getting three a year now. It's crazy. Ugh, yeah. I don't crazy. know how I feel. Like I get it, but I'm just not. What's the next one? Uh, oh, next Avengers. Avengers. Avengers, yeah. And then what's after that? I Ant- don't know. Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, oh, oh yeah. The that was on there. Is yeah. that one might be coming first? That one's coming in late April, I thought. Nope. No. Uh, Avengers is actually it was going to be early May, and they um, bumped it up a week, so it's going to be in late April now. Oh. And uh, yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp, late summer sometime. I don't okay. remember exactly okay. when. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that one's gonna be funny. That's gonna be the fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Ant Man. Yeah. I hope fun. it's better than the first one, though. Yeah. I didn't hate the first one, but it was, you know. I was surprised by the first one because I was, like, not expecting to like it at all. Like, I was like, this is going to be so stupid, like an ant dude. (laughs) I mean, I was was like, oh, okay. Paul Rudd's just weirdly likable. Yeah. Uh (laughs) I think it works as just sort of a solid, um, confined experience. Yeah. You know, if you had to take one movie to just sort of remove from the MCU and you know you'd still relatively be fine and probably be Ant-Man but it's still fun it's yeah. fine I, yeah, that's I'm true. still curious as to what Edgar Wright would have done with that movie because mm-hmm. he famously was part of that project and then wasn't for a long time yeah yeah <clears throat> um, there is one scene uh, the post credit scene that some of you might have thoughts on um, oh God, I don't even remember what I happened. Remember. It's where they I find the bathroom. Where they find, <laughs> <laughs> where they find uh, Bucky Barnes. Did That's see, right. Oh, um, did you see this? Yeah, I guess I don't even remember like how where he got they there in the first place. Well, they don't really find him, but Shuri is helping him sort of recuperate. Okay. Oh, yeah. he. Okay, I remember now. He was frozen. Like he he put himself into cryo freeze at the end of yeah. Civil War. Thanks for that reminder. Yes. Um, but I don't know how he ended up where he was. It was just kind of like a who's in the tent? Bucky's <laughs> in the tent. <laughs> And it's like it's anybody funny. kind of, a, <laughs> like, you know, I, my friend I went with, 
I'm not exactly sure why he said this, but he said, I was kind of expecting Thor to walk out of the tent, but... Mm. No, Thor's going to meet up with the the Guardians. Well, yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. I don't know what so he was... Thor's in space <laughs> <laughs> with his people. Thor's in space. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't... He has a new arm. Woo. Wait, I didn't notice that. Does he have an, I mean, he's with Shuri. He's going to get a new arm. Oh, yeah, okay. she's going to be like, check it out. It's made out of vibranium. <laughs> Shocker. Like <laughs> your old one, but better. <laughs> you mentioned the Spider-Man Shuri thing earlier. I, me. So do you say that because of like the, um, the emphasis on like new suit technology that we saw in Spider-Man and like how that could be played with? Is that why you brought no, that up? No, uh, I, I mean, I've just seen people want they're like shipping them on Twitter. It makes sense thing. to me because they're both like into science. Yeah, they're both around the same age, and they're into tech, that and they're sense. both they like could, they could be a power couple. And no yeah. one like okay. They they're like a I they're both it. pretty funny too. <laughs> yeah, like so mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I, I don't. That. That's yeah. It's just stuff I've seen on Twitter because I use ships. that now. <laughs> cool, awesome. Well, when Avengers comes, there will be endless combinations that oh they can try gosh. out. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm curious of how that's gonna go down because it's just so many. There's characters. so many. Yeah, it's gonna be a shit show. Like yeah. Civil War was like packed. Yeah, and that was a Captain America movie. So it's yeah. Just... We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, this uh, this won't be the last Marvel movie of the year. We are planning to uh, also do uh, the next Avengers. We're maybe gonna couple it with ready player one um but next we're reviewing a different movie yes this is all we have for today uh thank you for tuning in for listening to cinema roundtable we'll be back next month with a wrinkle in time uh uh, our guest will be uh susan lady susan of thunder on the plains until then everyone we'll see you at the movies This episode was recorded in the studios of KZUM 89.3 FM in Lincoln, Nebraska. You can find out more about KZUM and listen to more episodes of Cinema Roundtable by visiting kzum.org. Our theme music was composed by Joshua Spaulding.